I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Join neuroscientist, management trainer, and extreme adventurer, Amy Posey, as she talks through how increasing your emotional intelligence and establishing more meaningful connections will make you a better boss. Amy and Trainual's CMO, Jonathan Ronzio, will talk through the science of empathy and emotion in the workplace and how to care more deeply and holistically about the individual members on your team. The following audio is part three of four. So I, in terms of the micro moments of what somebody has to deal with within their team, within the workplace, um, how, how, do you, how do you do like practice cognitive reappraisal in smaller steps? Uh, you know, let's say you, you receive feedback uh, on, on a performance review. Yeah, I, and this is, this is kind of a really interesting space because it doesn't just sort of happen magically, right? It does take a lot of practice. And part of it is the emotional regulation that comes from receiving information that you respond negatively to, like a performance review appraisal, someone gives you a piece of feedback that might be really, you know, radical candor. And it's tough sometimes to even take that and to be open to it. And so I talk a lot about and, and help people think about how do I emotionally regulate in the moment when I'm getting that information so that I can know my emotions, metacognition, but also um, be able to work through it and shift that mindset. And part of it is that emotionally labeled piece, um, like we did earlier, like what are the three things? So even in those moments, not, not how do I want to show up, but how am I receiving this? How does this feel to me right now? in your head thinking about labeling. So if somebody told you something that made you angry, that is hurtful, that is, you think is incorrect, it's their version of the truth, you know, your reaction to those pieces of information. And it's funny because I, um, one of my, I will never forget it, piece of performance feedback from Deloitte is like, someone made a comment about my hair being like way too big. And I was like, I can't help it, it's my hair. Um, but it, it like, it stuck with me, right? Like these pieces of feedback, whether they're valid or not, stick with you and they yeah. have an emotional response to you. And really it's about labeling that response that you're having and looking at it objectively because it turns your thinking brain back on. Like when, when you're working through those emotions, your logical brain not really operating all that well. And so part of it is getting that one word that can allow you to reappraise, turn that, that thinking brain on. I'm angry. I'm anxious about this. I'm upset about this. I'm sad that this is, you know, the one piece of feedback if you're taking it that way. And think about that word, say it in your head. I like to write things down. Sometimes that's not appropriate in the situation that you're in. But, you know, part of it is when someone's giving you feedback, I, I find taking notes a nice thing to do, like you're listening. But I actually will write down that emotion that I'm feeling. So that allows me to then kind of work through the actual feeling that's happening. So, so my chest might be heavy, my heart might be pounding, my hands might be sweating. I might, you know, start that sort of flush of anger, whatever that is, being able to 
indicate that, know that it's happening, acknowledge it will allow you to sort of rechannel the blood flow that's actually going into your amygdala to fire those emotions off to get a little bit more relaxed about it, to be more rational about it, to accept it, and also realize that no matter what we say to ourselves, like feedback is one lens, one point of view, and it's not the truth. And it's someone's truth, but it doesn't have to be your truth. And so part of it is taking what's useful of it and being able to be determined. Because, you know, I think a lot of us sort of grew up thinking like when somebody gave us a piece of feedback, that was, that's the truth, 100%. And sometimes those truths are 100%. And it's, it may be right for that situation. It might be right for that lens. But part of it is thinking about our emotional response to that feedback, acknowledging it to be able to then process it rationally is really super, super helpful and, and a tactical way to approach those situations and to be more open about that feedback. If you say, okay, I'm gonna go into this, I'm gonna ask for the feedback, like Kim said, cause I love that, ask for the feedback, make it open in an honest place to be, but then you have to emotionally regulate through it because when you ask for feedback, people are gonna tell you. <laughs> and so, you know, they may tell you with kindness, you're still gonna feel something around that. So being able to then work through your feelings and be self-aware about it, be able to label. And one of the things that I love is, and I'm gonna get full California hippie, mindfulness meditation, huge scientific benefits for being able to emotionally regulate and keep your cool. So I'm definitely into, um, I'm not gonna go off and, and go on a silent retreat for five days. I'm not quite there yet but a few minutes of breathing every day to get in touch with your body, which will tell you and give you those signals when you feel an emotion, to me is absolutely critical to get good at it, to be able to regulate in the moment. And this will help you in a feedback, this will help you when you have to fix a problem, you have to have a difficult conversation. Um, that emotional regulation and being able to pause, acknowledge what's happening in your body, know that it's emotion, write it down, get that logical brain thinking, it helps you work through in a healthy way versus sort of stuffing those emotions um, in a box. And you can actually help regulate other people too, which is, this is like Jedi, Jedi skill that I don't recommend you doing because you screw it up until you're good at it. But you can also ask people questions like, what's the one word you, um, you would use to describe how you feel about this. Just one word. You actually are regulating other people by giving them that language click to turn their language center and their brain back on and redirect those resources. Don't be there and be like, Jonathan, you look real angry about this. How do you feel about that? Like, you don't want to label that for them. That's a, that's a process uh, they have to do. Because <laughs> if you label it, you're probably just going to stoke that fire and make them more angry. But I think emotional regulation and mindfulness um, can help you get more in touch with your own emotions, which will also in turn help you with other people's emotions too. So, so interesting. I, lo I love the moment of pause to reassess, right? I think that's so important for everybody to, to just think about is like to not be so reactive to a situation, like give, give yourself a moment before you reply or before you, you, you know, allow yourself to feel something yeah. like allow yourself to feel, but like also pause and reflect, right? Reassess. Um, with that, I, I want to bridge into, um, obviously a shared background of ours is in the adventure world and we've talked about it a bit, but I want to highlight the, the bridge between the adventurer mindset and, and a leadership mindset, right? And how like by definition, adventurers are excited by the unknown and they innovate on the fly and they're, they're like, and those are all aspirational things for a leader, um, to embody. But at the same time, 
acknowledging that not everybody on your team is comfortable with the unknown and, and comfortable like innovating on the fly and, and reassessing when the weather goes bad to go forward, right? Like how, how do you kind of embody those aspirational leadership principles while still leading a team without anxiety, right? (laughs) I, I have definitely given people anxiety around like, let's just go for it, right? Because of the fearlessness that comes from viewing the world as a learning experience, um, not everybody's there. And I've learned to be more empathetic to those people who need more certainty and control and clarity. And so I've actually adjusted in a lot of cases how I've approached connecting with those people and actually seeing and being empathetic with them. And part of it, I think, is asking those questions, right? Like, well, what do you see? Because they're super, those are very helpful people, but they're very different from the people who are like, yeah, well, like, let's go for it. We've got a plan. We'll figure it out. We'll learn from it. Very different from the mindset of like, I'd like to know what's happening. I want some certainty before I engage in this. And so part of it is, I actually really like those people on my team to be able to poke holes at the plan, right? To to look at, and, and like I said, to be more innovative because they're going to look at blind spots. They're going to look at things that they're going to anticipate because I think, you know, adventure or mindset, you usually go out and you've got a decent plan, but when you've done some scenario planning, there's scenarios you can never think of and they happen and you have to work through them and you have no fear of like, okay, I'll figure it out when I'm there versus someone who has a more certainty level approach will actually help you and drive your skill to do more of that scenario planning, to think about it and to communicate. So I actually love to have those people on my team and I, I appreciate them and recognize them for that because of that capability. And they, they're not going to get out on the mountain with me, but they will help me sort of see what the path is. And, and I think those conversations are so helpful um, and, and to appreciate those skills because not everybody wants to be the crazy mountaineer or the big wave surfer. And that's cool. And I can appreciate that. They, they, they'll take a good story, but they'll also help you look at drawbacks, look at the risks. And I think that's really super important from a business standpoint, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, for sure. You definitely want one of those people on your team if you're an entrepreneur. But part of it is welcoming that approach because um, I know a lot of adventurers (laughs) don't like to hear that. Like they don't want to hear what's going to go wrong. They don't want to hear like, no, we're going to have a great time. It's like, no, no, those people will make your adventure that much better because they can see those blind spots and help you see those blind spots. And so um, I've learned over the years that you really want those people who will, who will do the double checks and, and make sure that you're not going to get yourself in a space that you can't get out of. Um, that's in business and in life. Like, honestly, the parallels are so ridiculous at how much uh, being out in the adventure world and in the business world are almost the exact same, you know, temperature differences and all. Um, but it's, it's, it is, you want those people on your team because if you've just got all the people going, then no one's going to pay attention to like, oh, if things go wrong. And those people are usually really good when you bring them in ahead of time because then it's not a whole I told you so situation when they're like, I told you that wasn't going to work. You use that as part of your planning process. Yeah, perfect. I mean, that that's to be perfectly candid, that's something that I actively work through and have to struggle with because I, I am so of that mindset of just, yeah, I'll go and figure it out, right? And and uh, fortunately, I have the people around me that question that, which is good. Um, you have so, those people in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you stay alive a lot longer when they're in your life. <laughs> that's true.
Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.